Hello, Facebook. What is happening? Man, I'm so good. Uh, so glad to be here. And, and Abel, uh, I'm glad you're here with me. And uh, yeah. And uh, as we wait for people to, I guess, to populate, uh, I figured, you know, we kind of just chit chat for a little bit. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, I'm busier than I ever have been. You know, things don't seem to really slow down. And man, uh, I, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a busier or if it's just a different busy uh, <laughs> things that things that used to happen so like naturally or organically or or you know as far as youth ministry is concerned like what what you and i do um you know you used to like bump into your kids or you'd go to their games and you would kind of just let that interaction happen naturally and you'd be there now it's very very purposeful you know i've got i've got a list of kids that that uh that you know like Monday, these five kids get a text. Tuesday, these five <laughs> kids, you know, and it's it, it's it's a uh, it's more of a process now. Which I don't know if it's helped me be more organized or just realize how badly organized I was before. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder if how many of us are like, man, this has been helpful, and so maybe some of us are realizing, I I don't know how much longer I can do this. <laughs> you know, for, for someone who loves technology, you know, and I'm on screens all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm on screens now more than ever. And at some point, I'm just tired of the screen. Now, I haven't turned them off yet, so, so maybe I haven't hit that point yet. But, but at some point, it just seems that it's getting more and more chaotic the, the longer we're go, we go into this. When we, it's when not we getting more peaceful. This, yeah, when we first started this, I was like, I was like man, I'm going to have so much more time to read now. And uh, you know, I'm going to get so much smarter. Maybe I'll get, you know, maybe I'll get some of the, some of the cool glasses, you know, that are trendy to read with, you know, and not that I'm losing my eyesight or anything, but you know, uh, it's a, it's an intelligence thing. Are, are you I, one of the I, ones like, that, that, that pokes the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the glasses out of the, the frames and just wears the, the frames? No, Brick, do you remember, that. you remember when that was a thing? Oh yeah, and absolutely. I was like, "What is what's what's wrong with people?" You know, I don't understand I this. I haven't picked up more than like one book, and just for a little while, you know. Obviously, the Bible. I've studied the Bible. I hope so. Kind of thing, but, <laughs> but I mean, like you know, for just pleasure reading, it's been like you know, I've had this one book, and I've only read like fifty pages the whole time. We yeah, I know, and I I had a lot of you know, I had new reading plans, new books I was gonna get through, and then. You know, there's so many projects to be done, and I would love. I know we have a, a pretty good crowd in, in on Facebook now. I would love to hear what you've been doing. Has life been more peaceful since this social distancing thing and working from home, or has it been more hectic? You know, I, I I'm not a parent. I know you are. I know many of our audience members are parents. Uh, I can imagine for many of them, when you're both now working at home and your children are at home, it it's a little chaotic. I would, I would have to just imagine. My uh, my little two year old girl, uh, she celebrated uh, her second birthday uh, awesome. last week, and uh, and um, she has just you know she doesn't know what that you know that anything <laughs> different other than other than pause home all the time to play like uh, like you know she's she's I guess it's like a, a permanent staycation with both of her parents and uh, yeah and so I'm getting to take uh, you know we've got a, a routine where where she gets in the chair with me and we get to take a nap together every day yeah and uh and it's the most fun um 
you know, maybe that's why I'm not getting as much reading done because I'm taking naps with my kids. <laughs> hey, but it's hey awesome. that's awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and Josh is saying, uh, uh, well, Michelle put in here that working from home has been hectic and crazy. And uh, Josh was like, the age of your kids matters. You know, for you, mm-hmm. you know, young kids, I can imagine it would be hectic. As your kids get older, you can say, go fend for yourself. You know, right, right. get get away from me. Isn't or another part of the house? Or, or maybe it's, it's maybe you have to then stop all the fist fights if you have more than one son. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a parent. I didn't have another brother to fight with like that. But, uh, you know, we have lots of hecticness in, in all sorts of different ways. So we'll go ahead and, and we'll, we'll start talking about uh, in peace in just a second. We'll go ahead and kick off the podcast. And, uh, and before I do that, actually, I'll share what Belinda, what Belinda said. She said, at this point, I don't have a job, but I wonder how I ever got anything done when I did work. <laughs> and uh, I, could, I, could, I could definitely see that. So let's go ahead and uh, I'll, I'm going to mute you, Abel, no offense. And uh, I'll do this, um, this intro and then we'll, we'll go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, where we talk about ways we can walk in the way of the cross. We are coming at you live from Holly Hill, Church of Christ, and I have with me my good friend Abel Nicholas, and we're talking about how we can have peace from God in times of trouble and also how we can have peace with others. Abel, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, doing doing fantastic. Just uh, excited to get to be here and uh, and spend some time with my good buddy Frodo. Well, yeah, and uh, and uh, and for those of you who 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 have seen that on Facebook and it, it, that nickname has stuck with me forever. And uh, I it's it's something I, I've learned to be at peace with. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy that nickname, and uh, we're we're glad to talk about peace. And I guess as we're thinking about peace, you know, before um, we began. You know, learning to be peaceable or, or have peace during this time, especially or during difficult times, is a challenge. And, and and I guess you know, for for many of us, this new schedule, this this new normal, you know, I guess the fear of the unknown seems to be robbing us of that peace that we should have. And uh, I guess it's you know, we were talking before how you said I don't know if I'm busier or if it's a different type of busy. Right, and right. Uh, do you want to hit on that a little bit more? And yeah, yeah, um, like like we like I, like you'd said when we were talking earlier, um, man. I, I uh, there were so there was so much more that happened organically, you know, or, yeah. or naturally uh, when it comes to when it comes to ministry. When you get to be in person, when you get to have that time of of fellowship and that time of edification and encouragement, you know, when you're meeting week to week. But now um, ministry has to be much more. Uh, purposeful and and much more intentional, I believe. Uh, yeah. On on the day to day, like uh, there's, uh, I was telling you earlier, I've got a list of kids that I text, and then uh, a list of our of our uh, older members, maybe some of our shut ins, and some who, you know, more more of our at risk members who really don't need to be out right now that I call and check on during the week and see how they're doing. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, like I said, I don't know if it's helped me be you know, more organized or just realize how poorly organized I was before. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a, kind of a delicate. Do, we, do you want to know the answer to that? <laughs> I don't know if I do or not. Michelle could probably tell you. Um, but, uh, but it's been, uh, it's been definitely a different kind of busy. 
Definitely. And I guess as you've been talking to people, and I know I, we've been checking in with people. We have a list of people, the leadership that we call every week. You know, we have a list of the whole roster and we split up the people each week to call them. And, you know, I still contact our teens. You know, I send them messages and uh, try to get them, you know, some of them, you know, don't respond, you know, which is fine. Some of them do respond. We have Zooms, which is, you know, seems to be a good way to connect with kids. And, you know, hey, we have a Zoom. Don't forget. And, uh, you know, or hey, how's it going? And a lot of my, you know, I've been talking to some people and and you may have the same experience and I would like to hear from our audience as well but it seems that a lot of people are don't have that peace you know our seniors aren't at peace with not having their graduation you know our kids are saying you know I, I want to go back to school you know I never thought I would hear my youth group kids say I want to go back to school <laughs> and, and and they're saying I want to go back to school I'm tired of being here and you talk to the parents and I asked one of my parents the other day I said hey is there anything I can do for you guys and uh, I said if there's anything you need to do, you know you need I, I, I can help out and he said uh, can my two kids come live with you and I said <laughs> um, well one of them sure but the other one I think we might kill each other because uh, because you know we are we are so much alike and uh, and he said, I thought you said anything. And I said, well, maybe not. And, uh, but, but I wonder if, if, if as, yeah, I was like, that, that, that's a, a scary thought, <laughs> but it just seems that our people are, you know, and not just our people, even maybe ourselves, we are in fear and we're not really living at peace. And, and is it, is it because of the schedule's different? Perhaps. But is it because it's something different? I think that's the main thing. We're not used to this. You said everything was happening organically. And I think perhaps that's true. But I also wonder if perhaps that organic stuff was also still a schedule. You know, we were used to saying at night there's games and that's part of my schedule. But now it's all those things are different. And it seems that trying to have that peace, you know, that God promises us is so hard to just to hold on to because it almost seems like or things aren't in control things aren't enjoyable right now you know Belinda here says it's the unknown of the future and uh you know uh, I, I like Bruce is here and now he he's in the education system and he said I believe schools and teachers will be more appreciated after this pandemic and uh, I think he's absolutely true there and, and I hope so but as we we're talking about peace I wonder it why is it that it it's so, I mean, it's easy to have peace when things are going good. I mean, but why is it so difficult to remember that God's promised us peace when it's difficult? Man, I, I, uh, I think, um, I think you said Belinda was her name hits the, hits the nail on the head when she talks about, you know, it's the fear of the, of the unknown, you know, it's this, yeah. it's this, uh, it's, it's what's, um, we actually had a zoom meeting about, uh, about some of this last night with, uh, with my kids. And, uh, and we called it, you know, the, the question of what's next. Um, <laughs> we're always, we're always wanting to know, you know, it, when do we get to go outside again? Um, you know, when is it, it when, when is it going to be cool to, to meet up uh, and, and, and go for ice cream? Or is that a thing of the past? Are we going to be able to handshake anymore? You know, uh, or what's the, you know, uh, but, but, I really believe that, that, um, you know, that as Christians, sometimes we forget that, that we're supposed to know as far as eternally, we're supposed to know what's next. You know, um, yeah. I think about, uh, and I was talking with a good youth minister friend of mine about this just the other day. Um, I think about Paul 
in uh, in the book of Philippians where where he's talking uh, there in chapter one, roundabout verse nineteen. He's talking about his decision to go or stay, you know, and uh, and he says, uh, you know, he says um, that he's hard pressed between the two, you know, that he doesn't know what he's gonna, but but he knows that that he's gonna pick staying because it's more beneficial for the church. It's more beneficial, and and he says, uh, you know, he says. I understand that for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. So in other words, he's saying, I know what's next. I know what's, uh, you know, I know what's going to come next. And I know what's going to be, you know, uh, what's going to be waiting for me. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think that, that as Christians, we struggle and, and maybe it's, maybe it's an Americanized thing. I don't know, but as Christians, we struggle with, um, you know, with living in the now we struggle with living in the present and, and, and we're always trying to look to the next thing. And so since that next thing has kind of been made uncertain for us, as far as our, our earthly lives, um, we've kind of let that bleed over into our spiritual relationship. Yeah. And, and I wonder how much of it has to do with, as we're talking about that and I like it, how I, I always, you know, think of it and, and I know, cause I like control and it's not being in control it's wanting to be able to at least know what's ha going on and what the plans are so I can at least be prepared and not surprised. It's I know I don't have to be the, the boss. I don't have to be the guy that's, you know, in charge, but I at least want to know the plan. You know, you tell me the plan and I can go with it and I and I can follow it. But if mm -hmm. but going with the flow is terrifying. And you know, cuz I'm like, "Hold up." Because what if something happens that I'm not ready for? You know, are okay. At least let me know a plan so I can be planning in my mind. You know what, how to respond. And mom, you know, my mom here and uh, hi mom. And uh, she said, <laughs> having fear or being afraid is okay, and God helps us. Living in fear is different. She goes, we need to seek that peace God gives us even in times of fear. But it's okay to feel fear. And some people say, you know, just worry or anxiety. You know, just period is 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 wrong and 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 i would uh, i would disagree just a little bit and and say that it, it's the way we react to those things you know having anxiety about you know just worrying you know we're told don't worry and i get that and i think part of that is you know unaddressed worry or unaddressed anxiety we can have that feeling and then dismiss it and say you know what I'm, I'm not feeling too good or I'm feeling anxious about this, but God, I'm going to give you all control. You know, I, I would imagine Jesus in the garden was feeling some anxiety. You know, I, I would imagine he was not, he, he was a little fearful, you know, because he, because not because he didn't know what was coming next, but the opposite. He knew exactly what was happening. Absolutely. And, and he said, I, that, that, that's terrifying. I don't want to go, but not my will, but yours be done. And I think that's part of what it means to, to have peace. Jesus found peace in the cross because he knew this is not going to be comfortable. And I'm and I'm not, you know, I'm a little afraid of the cross in the sense of I know how much pain it's going to bring me. But I know the end result is going to glorify God. You know, and I think that big picture also, I think of, of Psalm 23. You know, Jerry Elder has been doing this series that's been so fantastic. I don't know how I got on that track. There are so many other guys that, that are doing, you know, phenomenal with him. But I, I'll, I'll just reread this and because this is something that I think if we read and we comprehend can help us have peace in, in times of trouble. When it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, he makes me lie down, you know, mm-hmm. calm down, right? Mm-hmm. He leaves me beside still waters. Again, this peaceful thing. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then verse four, even though I'll walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, this whole concept of peace, right? You prepare a table before me in the, in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And then surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I think that that really speaks volumes to, I guess, the perspective we have to have. Sure. You know, Absolutely. Well, and that's a, you know, that's a trust thing too. You know, the, 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 the idea of the, of the shepherd and the sheep, you know, there's, um, I don't know how much time you spent around sheep, uh, Frodo, but, but, uh, um, I've spent some time around goats and, um, and uh, my, my granddad raised them while I was at Freed, uh, my supervisor on grounds, uh, there I worked with grounds and facilities a little bit. He had some goats and I helped him with that. And, uh, one of the things that, that I noticed with my granddad was that, you know, when he went out to the pasture, they were a lot more comfortable around, around him and around, uh, you know, what he was doing. You know, he provided the food, he provided the shelter, he provided the, the safety. And so he could walk among them. Um, but when 10, 11 and 12 year old Abel came out there, they were very skittish. They were very, <laughs> you know, they were very standoffish um, hmm. uh, because I didn't bring anything to the table. You know, I wasn't the shepherd. Um, yeah. and, and so, um, sometimes I think it's about just remembering whose we are remembering, uh, you know, remembering the, the, the shepherd relationship that we're supposed to have, you know, uh, yep. you know, you mentioned your mother was commenting and man, I have so many questions for her, but, uh, but let's uh, not go there. Mom, <laughs> log off quick. Um, but, but, uh, you know, I do think that that the example in Jesus that you mentioned, we do, you know, we see fear. Um, I was reminded too of, uh, you know, we were talking about, you've been talking a little bit about fear in the storms or fear in these uncertain times. Uh, I I thought about another Jesus story in in Matthew 14, where, uh, where he's fed the 5,000. There's just, you know, there's this amazing thing that's just happened. He goes off by himself to find peace, right? and sends the sends the the 12 away and and they go out in the boat and a storm hits yeah and uh um and so they're they're in the i think the the new king james says that the wind was boisterous uh there in 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 chapter 14 and uh and it says that that as the wind was boisterous as they saw it all around them they looked out and they see this figure coming to them on the water. Uh, they cry out, it's a ghost, or, or phantom is actually the, the yeah. word that they use there. Um, and Jesus understands their, uh, you know, their, their fear there, but he also consoles them you know, from the water. He consoles them, don't be afraid. And that's, you know, even that's not enough because the language that Peter uses right away is, Lord, if it is you, you know, if it is you, let me come to you on the water. You know, he's still, I'm not convinced. Now, think about the context there. They've just seen Jesus feed 5,000 people 
from a plate, <laughs> you know, from some scraps. Yeah. They've just witnessed that. And, uh, and, and so they see, you know, obviously they know Jesus is, is capable of amazing things. Oh, yeah. They've just seen that. And so they see a figure walking towards them on the water. And, and you know, I don't know what their, you know, what their vision must have been limited to there. But in my mind, you know, I would like to think that if I'm in that boat, I'm thinking, I bet that's Jesus. You know, <laughs> um, I, I would, you know, we hope that would be our reaction. But but I wonder if we would. You know, yeah. because how yeah. do we act now? We know all the promises God's kept and given. And time and time again, he's always been faithful. And then in this moment, it's almost like we forget that. Yeah, they were blinded. They were blinded and, to the fact that the only person in the world that could do what, what they were seeing in front of their eyes, you know, was there. They, it kept them from recognizing who he was and, and what I, he was doing. And I think um, fear today does that same thing. It prevents us from seeing that God is right here with us. Right. You know, uh, I like, you know, you know, my mom mentioned about whenever the storm, whenever they were all in the boat together. And she said at first he calmed, you know, he said, peace be still. And then he addressed their lack of faith. <laughs> you know, he, he addressed their need and then said, you, you should have known, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you should have known. You know, yeah. he didn't say, how dare you now? Peace be still. You know, he was peace be still. Right. Well, How dare almost, you? you know, when he was asleep in the boat where, where, uh, I believe where she's talking about there, yep. uh, when he was asleep in the boat, I, I've always read that as, as why'd you wake me up? You know? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, you, you um, ruined my sleep, right? <laughs> that that's what my wife would say. My wife would say, you, you, uh, you woke me up and why would you do that? But, but I, 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 I guess as we move on toward this piece, you know, we've talked about a lot of having peace in times of, you know, I hate to use the word in times of uncertainty because that word's everywhere and that phrase is overused now. The word, the word now. is unprecedented. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> and, uh, but it's obvious that a lot of it is, is fear, lack of perspective. But the biggest thing during this time that I've noticed besides that is how we're dealing with each other. You know, and that and that's nothing new. It happened before the pandemic, and now it's just a new situation for us to pick at each other. But there seems to be, you know, like I said in, in the three-minute video today, that you had an extra minute, so it was four minutes. You're welcome, everybody. Um, <laughs> that there seems to be two perspectives of we need to keep doing what we're doing, and this isolation thing is working. We need to be more strict and kill this virus. And you have everybody, you know, you have another camp of large group of people who think it's overblown, it's a hoax, or it or maybe not a hoax, but we need to just go back to normal now. And the two kind of camps seem to view everybody else as the problem or the enemy. And then how dare you this? And we start treating each other with a lack of, not just a lack of respect, but a lack of love. So, so why is it so hard? And, and this is where I audience, I really want to hear from you guys. Why is it so hard for us to live at peace with one another just maybe in general, but also during tar times when we should be coming together. Or to live in peace with those that with whom we disagree. Um, well, I'm, I'm never wrong, so 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 so, so there there's the issue right there. Yeah, but you're an LSU fan, so. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so so we um, 
that, that's another thing, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned just the, the two camps of, do we go outside or do we not go outside? You know, there, there are the, the two hands, you know, I'm going to live in my, I'm going to stay in my house for the rest of my life. I'm going to work in my home for the rest of my life. And then you've got the other camp. that's like, I'm never going to wash my hands again. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, Maybe not quite that extreme, but that's, you know, not to mention. I kind of want to, I want a name of those people. And, uh... <laughs> Even like, you know, in the brotherhood, uh, when yeah. we talk about, uh, you know, how, how different churches have responded to, to, to these, you know, meaning guidelines that we've been given. Um, you know, do we meet? Do we not meet? Do we have a stream? Do we not have a stream? Do we meet outside? Do we meet in homes? What is it, you know, um, and the different responses that we've seen on, on, all sides of that uh and and really you know maybe uh maybe i'll get in trouble for this but but i say to a lot of preachers out there on both sides be kind with uh with the way that you know be understanding with the way that you're uh you know that you approach the the issue of meeting together simply because you know um i guarantee you that each and every leadership that that has that has had to make whatever decision they've made has spent hours of painstaking, uh, you know, research and prayer about an issue like that. Yeah. And, uh, that's, uh, that's not something that, that you and I should get behind a keyboard <laughs> and criticize. Yeah. Um, and I like what Josh is saying here. And, and I think it's kind of what you said behind the keyboard. He's saying so much of our communication is in line or I think it meant online here. And he goes, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very easy to lose the human behind the voice. And he said, face to face conversations, uh, definitely have potential to turn into arguments, but when I can see the humanity behind the opinion, the tone much more frequently stays civil. And 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 I think that 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 that's a big part in it. I, I like you have seen way too many arguments online where at some point I, I and I hate to do it and but I, I jump in and I'm like, hey guys, can we just get back to the issue? I said, let, let, the peace personal attacks don't go anywhere. It becomes mudslinging real fast. And and not just that, but then I wonder, you know, it's the whole, the the moment, and, and so, and see, I'm a very competitive person, very competitive. Uh, I like to, to win an argument. And uh, I, growing up that, you know, my dad and I clashed a lot because it was, you know, an argument. And I would be the, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to twist words. Um, and, and make sure, and with any with other people, I'm gonna twist words and make you say something you didn't mean to say, or use it around in a circle and say like, oh, what's now? Which one is it? Because both of those can't be true. <laughs> and now I won, so ha ha ha. You know, well, that's that's not the point. And the, the the minute we make it about winning an argument is the minute we one lose peace, but two we lose a soul. And you know, optics matter. How we do things matter. Tone matters. You know, you know, Belinda's right. Everyone has different opinions and thinks differently. And that includes myself. <laughs> and and who, who am I to think that I'm never wrong? You know, when I said that earlier, I was definitely saying that in jest. And I think we have to remember that that no one is no one's perfect. Right. You know, and I like Bruce here, and he just put peace is a different perspective based on what they want for themselves. It's better to show, you know, agape love, you know, for others. And I think that that's right. It, it requires humility, mm -hmm. requires perspective that, hey, if they, if they could be wrong, I could be wrong. Because <laughs> they're Absolutely. just as sure of themselves as I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, and, and, you know, sometimes it's so much better to, to you know, if you, if you find an issue online or if you find an issue with a, with a brother or sister 
that that you know right now the way our society is you know we we're not going to be able to meet face to face lots of times right now there have been several several good friends of mine that that we've been on different sides of of an issue during this time and i thought you know i'm going to take them to lunch when all this blows over and we're going to talk about this face to face and uh and you know until that time both of our souls can have peace knowing you know and i can and i can handle this in a way that it, that is that is loving for now you know so that so that in you know when we get face to face we can definitely see you know how much we love each other and how much we really just want yeah. to understand the other there's got to sure. be a lot of that on uh, on both sides of of any issue really um in order for there to be peace and that's the you know that's i think that's the the crux of of what Paul was was talking about in, in Philippians 4 when he talks about, you know, uh, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, uh, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble. I got a little bit out of order there, but uh, whatsoever things are of good report, uh, if there's any good or if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think about those things. And in the very next verse, he says, he says, those things that you've seen in me. And so something that that we need to remember during this time where, where perhaps we're struggling with fear or we're struggling with, uh, you know, with, uh, with keeping that inner peace or that, or that God given peace that, that we're searching for is, is to look to our brothers and sisters, look to those people who, who are in your life, who, who, you know, uh, have a strong relationship with God, have a strong relationship with the father and, and who, who are, are, dealing with this the way that you know and, and we i hope that we can all say that we know someone like that that yeah. is you know that that is keeping a level head about them and is dealing with this in the in the best way possible where god is glorified and emulate those people yeah um you know look to them look to their example um i'm blessed to to work with a pulpit minister here in amory mississippi uh who's been i guess this is his 31st year uh at at, at the at work with the same congregation and uh and i can't tell you how many times we've talked about uh about the nervousness of of our brethren and making sure that that we focus our biblical teaching during this time on things that are practical on things that show uh the control of god in the lives of his people yeah um it's yeah been for sure very pointed yeah that. And, 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 and as we continue looking at this, you know, I mean, I think we've, we've pretty much said, obviously, we, we have problems living at peace with one another because of different opinions. We have different perspectives. But now the, the hard part, how can we have peace? You know, because there's some people, I mean, we all know somebody that we just can't stand to be around. Whether that's okay or that's not okay, biblical or not biblical, we have those feelings where it's the, this person really just just gets on my nerves or I can't, you know, uh, I have a friend and, and she's not watching, unfortunately. And uh, I don't think she is, but she, uh, when I was interning at her congregation, she would always say, I just can't even, you know, or you don't understand. <laughs> and, uh, I love those thoughts that they make me chuckle every time I hear someone say that, but we know someone who we just can't, you know, I, I just can't today, you know, how, how can we be at peace with people who are difficult now, remembering that maybe 
we're the difficult ones too. <laughs> but but how can we live at peace with people? And this is where you know I want to hear from you, Abel, and obviously we have some smart people who are watching with us. So I want to hear from you guys too. Oh, but <laughs> difficult people. Put you on the spot there. I mean, um, right here we're, we're an Alabama and LSU fan, and, and we're getting along. <laughs> so if this can happen. So far, I mean, no. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> oh man, Frodo, how long have we known each other? Did we meet at Horizons? Or I, no? I want to say, I want to say it was Horizons. Yeah, because you definitely didn't have the beard. Oh well, um, uh, well, beard, I didn't have the, the beard. Was, yeah. The beard was like a college it edition. Wasn't started. It? it started to be. Yeah, started yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it was probably. I want to say Horizons, like oh seven, oh eight, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a good long time. It is. Um, and then uh, I think you you came to Freed maybe a year before I did. I went oh, in. I, I went in '08. I went in '09. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but but uh, but we've been you know despite our football differences we've been friends a good long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know uh, whenever whenever we have that game uh, that that one game a year that that we both love and hate so much <laughs> um, we uh, I, I always know. I'm going to get either a text message or a call or, you know, something from you one way or the other. Of course. You know, um, now, now I must say in recent history, it's been, you know, it's been a congratulation text a whole lot more than that. No, but, um, uh, or uh, the, did you see that call? Right. We won't go there, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I do believe that, that when it comes to, you know, to difficult people, I, I do think that, that, just humility um humility yeah. is so important in in times like like this uh in times where because you know really we're we're being instructed by society right now to be selfish we're being instructed by society uh one way or the other whichever side you're on right now to be selfish and and uh you know they may not be saying hey you you know you, you make sure and look out for number one, but they're saying, you know, we want to keep you safe. You need to make sure that you're safe. You need to make sure that, that we flatten the curb and the curve. And we need to make sure that, that, uh, you know, uh, that all of these things are happening. But I, I want to know, I want to know when the last time, uh, you know, perspective wise, we thought about, here's the impact that this is going to have on my neighbor. Here's yep. the impact that this is going to have on, you know, on uh, that sweet little lady who lives across the street from me. Yeah. Um, here's the impact that this is going to have on, on everyone around me and living our life in a way that, that helps uh, mitigate that impact, you know, uh, with, with, as far as, as far as dealing with, with those difficult people who we might disagree with, man, that's, that's a, uh, it's humility. It's this understanding that, that while I may come from a different perspective than you, it doesn't make us any less human or any less, uh, you know, any less of a, uh, uh, that doesn't make there any less um, potential for camaraderie there. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, Paul was mentioning that in Philippians too. You know, when he mm -hmm. said, you know, count others more what? Significant important right. than yourself and then he That's said right. be and then he goes and be of the same mind as christ you know who did you what who in humility right who did not count what being right. equal with god something to hold on to 
And wow. he didn't just humble himself by being by coming and being human, you know, and coming in the flesh. No, he he came as the lowest of servants. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't come to rule. He came to to serve, and then knowing that people were going to abuse and reject him, and then we're told to become like Christ. You know, so it it and, and for us, it really is about becoming more like Christ, right. to being well, transformed. And, and Paul earlier on in in Philippians there. He says, my imprisonment, what's happening to me, is, is furthering the gospel. There are some who are preaching because, you know, because they know that, that I'm in a capacity where I can't do as much. Yeah. And then there are some who are preaching out of selfish ambition. And then he says at the very end of that, and this has always just blown my mind because this is an apostle, right? Uh, yeah. This is, you know, um, at the very end of it, he, said, he says, what do I care? Christ is preached. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and so I think we really have to take on that mentality in our lives that says, that says, what do I care as long as in, in the way that I act, Christ is glorified. Yeah. You know, God is, God is, 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 uh, you know, is glorified and is praised in the way that I handle these situations. Yeah. And, and I think the important part is for us to remember as we kind of wrap up, you know, talking about this whole thing of, you know, Having you know, not allowing fear to to overcome the peace that God's given us, and then not allowing ourselves to to be unloving toward others is exactly that, you know. And and remembering, you know, kind of why we're all doing this, and it's to glorify God. You know, God's going to be glorified in the end, despite my present circumstances. You know, and then I'm called to glorify God in everything I do, and if I don't treat others like Christ would. It doesn't just make me look bad, but it it stains the image of Christ. And, and just because we are Christ's representatives, we're his ambassadors. And I think if we can remember that, and I like, you know, Belinda's saying, you have to love everyone. You know, maybe you might not like them, you don't have to live with them, but we're supposed to, you know, to love them and, you know, trying to help them, you know, win them over with kindness. And, you know, that, that reminds, you know, that's biblical, you know, kill them with kindness or, you know, heap what the burning coals on people's heads. I think if we can remember that, then that, that'll go, you know, a, a really long way. Well, uh, before we wrap up, oh, you know, Mike's here saying he likes your T-shirt. Um, <laughs> Big Mike, Mike, Mike Howard, he, he ah. likes your PBC. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we, we both, uh, I'm, I was at PBC for a little while. For a little and, bit. Yeah, uh, you, you came in the week after I left most of the time. I yeah, believe. I the think so. Session, right? I did third and six. So yeah, yeah. I was was second. Yeah. So, so it was fun. It was fun. Well, Hey, do you have any closing thoughts before we go ahead and, and close? Well, I would just say that, you know, guys take advantage of the fact that the church has left the building right now. Take advantage (laughs) of the fact that, 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 you know, church is not somewhere we go, but it's, it's who we are. And man, that's, that's, that in my life, it hasn't been more real. Uh, that, that statement hasn't been more real than it is right now. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to see how much stronger God's people uh, are going to be after after something like this. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, guys, it's been a fun time. We've enjoyed having you here and having you uh, be with us. But um, it's time for us to come to a, to an end. Uh, I'm glad uh, that you're part of this. I want to remind you that we are here every Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central for the Crossways Podcast, brought to you by Holly Hill, Church of Christ. And for the very last time, 
Adventures in Ministry. Uh, we got some big things happening. Some big things are changing. Tomorrow, you see we have this brand new party going on. We encourage you to, to be there. And uh, we got some new things happening. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the posts. We're so glad that you're part of our family. That you're part of what it means to be like Christ. For now, we're logging off. I hope to see you next week. I hope to see you then. And remember, look at this nice lineup. We got a lot of people coming here. Uh, come up in the next few weeks, but for now, we'll see you later. I don't know when we're supposed to end because the Facebook gets really delayed. I'm waiting for it to catch up so I can hit end video. I don't know where we are. At least. Okay, I'm ending. Bye, guys. <laughs> that was really awkward. Uh, I hate the ending. There's no better way to end it. I don't understand it.